Are you someone on a spiritual journey seeking to deepen your connection with your higher self? If you're eager to release fear, overcome self-limiting beliefs, and find relief from emotional stress and anxiety, then there is a call for love. And I'm your host, Linda Orsini, guiding you on your journey to awaken your inner healer by getting unstuck from old patterns through mindset, movement, and meditation. Let's begin. Welcome, A Call for Love listeners. I am so grateful you're here. Today, we have such an interesting conversation and a new uh, just experience that you may have never heard of because I know I haven't. And I'm talking to Lena, who is the owner of Goji Studio, located just at the border of Oakville and Burlington in Ontario, Canada. And she is celebrating her one-year anniversary as a boutique yoga studio and what that means is that it's an all-inclusive experience and she's going to share more about that really why we're here talking to her today is that she has become a sadhu master you may not know what that is but you will learn along with myself she is a yoga teacher and a sound bath practitioner and while continuing to explore the various healing modalities Lena became fascinated with the Sadhu board, standing practice from the very first step. After deepening her practice first, she became a Sadhu master. So she first tried it, and now she is a master. And she will guide others through this transformational experience that nourishes not only your mind, but also your body, heart, and soul. And so, Lena, welcome to A Call for Love. I'm so glad you're here. I really want to learn about your journey, how you have opened your studio, what is going on in your studio, because I see a lot of fantastic um, offerings. And I want to learn more about Sadhu. Awesome. Thank you so much, Linda, for, um, for having this conversation with me today. I'm very excited. And uh, uh, yes, it's been quite a journey uh, with the yoga practice, when initially I um, took my yoga teacher training, I thought I was just doing it for myself to deepen my knowledge. And I didn't really see how the whole path will unfold for me, where eventually I would uh, open uh, a studio and I uh, there is a team of other yoga teachers that are there. And uh, we just continue uh, sharing that love and passion for yoga and uh, wellness in general with others, with the community. Yes, I, as a couple of my friends are teachers at your studio. <laughs> that's awesome yes i've been to it it's very beautiful and i noticed that you have all natural products there uh yes so the idea is we uh, we provide the cork mats cork blocks uh, um the cleaning um like the uh, the cleaning products that we're using they are all organic and natural so uh we want to uh, be in in alignment with um, being organic and um, natural. Yeah, the philosophy of yoga is really creating a deeper awareness. It's union. It means to yoke. And so we want to be one with our planet, one with the earth. Absolutely. So to honor the earth. Yeah, I really love that you, you do all that. But let's talk about sadhu. 
Mm -hmm. So I am sure because I had no idea what Sadhu is about. And I'd really love to hear from you what Sadhu is. Uh, yes, absolutely. So uh, Sadhu board standing practice, uh, it's pretty much practice of standing on boards with nails. And uh, it has come to us from ancient India, uh, where um, uh, there was a, a group of people that were called Sadhu, um, which from Sanskrit means uh, monks, holy men. Uh, they would practice um, uh, standing on nails, on the board with nails, uh, to strengthen their mind and body connection, uh, to become more resilient to stress. And uh, I, it's also a spiritual experience. Yeah, so it's so interesting because, you know, I've heard of walking on coals mm -hmm. as a practice. And I suppose I've heard of walking on nails, but I really find it interesting how it developed. So you're saying that the monks who are called sadhus, mm -hmm. they wanted to practice on nails because they were climbing mountains? Uh, yes, uh, climbing mountains or just preparing for pilgrimage. Uh, uh, and uh, it's uh, uh, it was uh, a practice to do the pilgrimage uh, barefoot. So to prepare for that, they would use those uh, boards with nails uh, uh, to prepare themselves physically, emotionally, and uh, just to build that um, stamina, resilience to stress. And why were they, I guess because this was a long time ago, they had to ha walk their pilgrimage on bare feet? Or did, it was it a choice or was it part of their practice or, or why in their bare feet? Uh, it's probably both. I don't have the exact answer to that question. It may be uh, because the practice stems to um, to these days from uh, like a couple of thousands of years ago. So at that time, I would assume like wearing, uh, yeah, wearing uh, footwear was not uh, like a common thing, uh, especially if. Uh, uh, if it wasn't uh, a person who is coming from wealthy family. Yeah, I guess that was, I mean, they would be minimalists. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, not uh, attaching to material possessions. And so the sadhu practice, I, as you're speaking, it kind of, I create a parallel between, I'm, I had taken the guitar and then I haven't been playing it a couple of years now, and I'm going to take it up again. And I, the thought of, you know, building the calluses on my hand to press into the strings is quite painful at the beginning until you build the calluses, that tougher skin. So is this what is required from sadhu practice as well? <laughs> I would say it's more, um, more being able to handle it from mind-body connection point of view, uh, because when I started it initially, um, I would step on my uh, nail board and uh, the pain initially is uh, there, so it feels overwhelming. Uh, and I just remember that I need to breathe and relax. 
uh, because when we breathe and relax, we just accept things as they are uh, without uh, giving a certain interpretations to, let's say, uncomfortable sensations. Uh, so I, I thought it would never be easier for me to step on uh, the board with nails, but with practice, it has changed and it has become more effortless. So I would say it's um, uh, it's more of uh, how you approach a practice and what you attach to that uh, discomfort, especially the initial discomfort of uh, stepping on boards with nails. Yeah, I would completely imagine it's a mind practice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, this may be a silly question, but do you hurt yourself? Like, does it pierce your skin? It doesn't. Uh, uh, you can, after like practicing for some time, uh, you would see kind of like dimples on the soles of uh, the feet, which disappear within probably an hour, not even an hour. Uh, it never punctures the skin because of uh, even distribution of weight on uh, on um, on that board with nails. Yeah, I was wondering if you would, like, I feel like I would want to put one foot on and keep one foot on the ground and gradually put my weight on the foot. Yes, Linda, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's definitely a process that you wouldn't be rushing in. And um, so when I became a sadhu master, uh, the idea is that I am able to guide others through that process. And my first experience was also with someone uh, who was qualified to guide me uh, because uh, there are different ways of um, starting. Uh, so there is a way of sitting on a chair, slowly placing uh, the feet on, on the boards and then gradually increasing the pressure where eventually a person is ready to fully step on, uh, on those boards. Uh, or if let's say we are doing it from the standing, uh, from standing, then there is a guide who also is there to support you and you can lean on, on your guide while doing one step at a time, like one foot at a time. Oh, yeah. I think I really like the idea of being seated and slowly mm -hmm. getting up. That seems very comfortable. And that's uh, that's something that is recommended, especially if a person is trying it for the first time. Uh, sometimes uh, just doing that and not fully standing on nails is also enough for uh, someone to go through the process because uh, this practice is a process and uh, uh, intention plays a big role in uh, this practice as well, just as with a yoga class. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you really find about it in Canada? Uh, I find it's... Um, uh, so um, everything that is new is well forgotten old practice, yeah. right? Which we obviously see uh, now that I uh, I started uh, learning more about it. It is coming from India. Uh, it has become more popular in Europe in and uh, in, for example, Kazakhstan, where I'm originally from. And uh, one of my friends, a uh, good friends, she lives here. She introduced me. To the practice after becoming a sadhu master as well 
so for example, even uh, the nail boards that I order, they are from Kazakhstan uh, because there is a master who is uh, producing those nail boards. Really beautiful. They are like like a masterpiece. I can show it to you. And um, yeah, and he uh, produces it uh, for people around the world. Do you have one there that you could show us? Yes, absolutely. So if you are listening to A Call for Love, you will not notice or see it, but this is on YouTube as well. So take a look on YouTube, but I will describe it as best as I can. So she's going to hold up. And I believe there's two, one for each foot, correct? Uh, yes. So I actually have like two different ones. And this is the one that I started with because there is also such thing as um, the distance between the nails. And for someone who is practicing for the first time, it's recommended to go with eight millimeters between nails. So the smaller the distance, the easier it's supposed to be. I, so I guess so, is... because the load is more evenly distributed. Yeah, so okay. what she's holding up is a beautiful wooden board. And on the front, there is a beautiful lotus. And who is that? There's a... It's a, uh, it's, uh, a lady with the third eye, third eye chakra open. Yeah, beautiful. And of course, the nails are quite close together. Are they a little dull at the top or are they very, very spiky? Um, I would say, uh, I would say like medium, not extremely spiky, uh, but they are also not, Very yeah, sad. they're also not, um, not supposed to be dull. Yeah. So, and I, I would imagine mm -hmm. listeners are saying, oh, I am never, like, that does not interest me at all. Mm -hmm. And then someone that think, oh, you know. That would be interesting to see how my mind would react, instinctive reaction to want to get off. Mm -hmm. It would be very interesting. I know that I had seen you on social media post about it. And I said, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to try it because I always am so gung-ho. And then when I thought about it a little bit more, I was like, oh, well, I have to really be in the proper mindset. Absolutely, Linda, I agree with you. I always say that uh, if you see something and you feel that it resonates with you, uh, it's worth exploring. Uh, but then at the same time, I wouldn't recommend someone going on a saddle board uh, just because of curiosity. Like curiosity is a, uh, an amazing thing, right? Like it allows us to expand our horizons and try new things. Uh, there is more to this. Uh, so I would say it's it's an intention and it can be any intention from uh, letting go of some of the things from the past that uh, are holding a person from realizing their full potential. Uh, it's uh, It may be uh, going after a particular dream. And when we have a very clear intention and we step on nails, whatever comes up for us in terms of our mind telling us, oh, you can't do that, or it's too painful, it's too uncomfortable, or whatever comes up for us in terms of the emotions, uh, that's also an information about what may be holding us back from going after our dreams. Yeah, there's a quote that says, how you do one thing is often how you do many things. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what I notice actually, as you're talking, I notice about meditation, you know, as you become the observer of your thoughts and your, you know, your body sensations during a meditation, it's the inclination to push away or cling to pleasant thoughts and really noticing that and, and not giving into it. Yes. Yeah. It is. Um, I would say it is a process of letting go of some level of control and attachment to how it should be, how it should feel, uh, because uh, when you practice, you are definitely in the here and in the now. Uh, your mind would not take you to the past or to the future because it's strong sensations. Uh, but then at the same time, letting go of that control and allowing yourself to accept what's coming at you in terms of uncomfortable uh, sensations and emotions, and interesting thing is that they do subside. It's usually, I would say, the first five minutes. And uh, I make sure that I deep breathe, uh, like um, uh, breathe deeply. And I say to myself, it's five deep breaths is one minute. So um, it's five more times of those five deep breaths. And after that, it becomes uh, easier and it becomes um uh, we move from the physical sensations to um, some emotional release. And after that emotional release, uh, there comes a point where you feel very comfortable standing on nails. Like you wouldn't think that it's possible, but uh, you do feel uh, very good after. Well, how long <laughs> have you actually stood on a sadhu board? It, it varies. Uh, so, um, just for physical benefits, because it's also um, uh, on uh, on uh, the soles of the feet, we have more than 70,000 uh, nerves ending. So just for the physical benefits and stimulate like lots of systems in the body, metabolism, lymphatic system, blood circulation, uh, even one minute is beneficial or five minutes. Uh, when it comes with working with intention, it is a different story because there there is a process to it. And when I, I when I am working with intention, it can be anywhere from 20, 25 minutes to one hour. Wow. That would be very intense. But as you said, the sensations subside. They do. That Absolutely. is fascinating because, of course, you know, I love pedicures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and because of all the sensations, the meridians, all the all the points on your feet, I never really considered that. And it would be quite uh, quite an experience. I would say that there would be emotional release. Do people cry? Yes, absolutely. Cry, laugh. My first <laughs> my first practice with um, when I was doing it with another master, I um, I use my voice a lot, and uh, initially I I I may have been yelling, but then after the discomfort subsides, I actually transitioned into um, like singing. <laughs> oh, singing! Singing, yes, and. Uh, I also, um, very often by the end of the practice, I feel like dancing. It's um, because you uh, you get so comfortable and there is lots of processes going on in terms of the energy. So 
you release some of the blocks for the energy, you feel the energy is flow, flowing freely. And uh, I feel like I am uh, coming back to myself when I practice. So it's what you're saying, it sounds euphoric. It sounds like transformational, like you elevate your vibration, you elevate your sense, you become empowered, probably lighthearted and light-minded. 100%. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. And, you know, I often, this is reminding me, we have a place up north and we have a shoreline. And on our shoreline, it, there's often sand. But, you know, due to the waves, we often get a lot of rocks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I will navigate around the rocks. <laughs> and often I can't uh, escape a rock. And it's on my feet. And I'm like, oh, you know, I, I sometimes test myself now that we're talking about this to see if I can actually walk across the ro rocks without feeling the pain. I'm going to be way more mindful of that now. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Um, say, same for me. For example, I don't like being cold at all. Like winter is not my favorite season. And um, like I used to complain all the time. Oh, like it's too cold. Oh, like the wind is blowing and it's too freezing on my face, right? But since I started practicing um, sadhu board, standing, I... Uh, now all of a sudden i feel like okay i can tolerate it uh, so like your whole mindset changes uh, because that's the whole idea like you're developing stamina and some of the stressful situations that may um before would um put you out of balance and trigger you uh once you practice it regularly you learn how to deal with those uncomfortable situations better yeah, it's it's very true. I when as you're speaking, I'm thinking I have been to the Scandinavian spa up at Blue Mountain. I don't know if people are familiar. It's in Ontario, Canada. And they have the cold baths and the mm -hmm. hot baths. And so for detox purposes, you're supposed to go in the cold baths. Mm -hmm. And whoa, it you know, it's it takes courage. I'm gonna say yeah. courage. I believe you. And it's funny, it's interesting you mentioning that because um, when we did a group practice uh, at my studio, it was uh, three more other ladies. Right after that, for some reasons, we started talking about the cold plunge and this Scandinavian spa in Blue Mountain. And we said, um, let's go for it. Let's try it. And we actually like book the trip, we're going there in April. So it's interesting how you're mentioning it now. There is some um, synchronicity going on. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. I, I do challenge myself, but it is uncomfortable. And I noticed that, you know, it's, it is a mindset. Are you going to take the challenge? I mean, you don't want to hurt yourself and it, it mm -hmm. doesn't hurt yourself, but it is a cold plunge. And Mm -hmm. Also having a place up north, we call it the polar bear dip, where you go into the water, you know, at New Year's especially, it's very popular, even in Oakville, mm -hmm. Canada too. you go on the polar bear dip and it is invigorating. I believe you. And this is something that I've been kind of like 
putting aside in terms of trying this experience because of my fear of being cold and uh, very uncomfortable. So, um, but it's definitely on uh, my list of things to experience. Okay, so let's say somebody is interested in trying this experience with the sadhu board. How can they prepare and what can they expect? In terms of, uh, in terms of preparation, uh, it is part of the process when we go through the whole experience. Uh, so we start with a very gentle warming up the body, making sure that our nervous system is um, ready for it or like on a physical level. Uh, I take time uh, to work with intention and um, making sure that it meets some of the, like, I don't want to say requirements, uh, but yes, like to a certain degree, uh, the intention needs to be strong enough for a person to go through that experience. So in terms of preparation, Linda, I would say a person needs to ask herself or himself, why do I want to do that? Uh, what is um, what is it that I want to change in my life, whether it's relationship, whether it's uh, um, going after their dreams in terms of career or their own business. So it's is the question uh, uh, it's a question of intention. Yeah. Like what what do I want to work with? Because Sadhu board is just a tool to um to be with yourself and to understand yourself better, it's a tool for self-exploration and personal growth. Yes, I feel like you could think of it as a challenge or you could think of it as like a release, transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is both. <laughs> yeah, it is both. I, it takes courage. I would say it takes courage. And so how long, because I know I had reached out to you and you said, you know, to stand on the board, to expect to stand on the board for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I would say um, if someone is trying it for the first time, it would be at least 15 minutes. I don't like to, um, to kind of like put a limit on, um, on the time. Uh, because I would be guided by the process. So like the idea is initial discomfort subsides and then uh, there are some things start, start coming up for a person in terms of emotions, uh, maybe some memories that they, they need to release and let go of. Uh, so while things continue coming up for a person, it means that like the process is still there and it's not really advisable just to stop and go off the nail boards. Um, and then uh, eventually when they feel like, yes, this is my intention and I can actually feel my intention, I can breathe it. And um, I have that sensation how I would feel once that intention uh, materializes. So that would be a sign that the practice is complete. So it would change for each person. Uh, very, uh, very different for every person. And it can be very different depending on an intention for the same person, depending on an intention. Well, that's really interesting. Now, do you do it solo? Is it like a solitary practice or do you do it on offered in groups? Like I'm sure you offer this at Goji Studio. 
Yes, I, I do both. The individual session, I would say, uh, um, very profound. And especially uh, if someone is trying it for the first time, they may uh, want to go for individual session. At the same time, group is interesting. There is a group dynamic going on. And it's almost like the energy is elevated because uh, uh, there is a reason why a certain group of people gathered uh, uh, in one spot. And the energy elevates you and support. Uh, like, it's pretty much supporting each other uh, versus someone going th through that experience individually. Uh, but in both scenarios, I'm there to guide now, would one person at a time go on the board and then they'd wait to the next person or would there be two people at a time on the boards? It's one person at a time because I'm I'm there to support them and for them to step on, on the boards. And uh, I'm just there for them for the first minute or so before I go and help another person. Yeah, I, I was in an experience where we did wrapping, which is... Um, mm -hmm a long story but uh we were in a circle and mm -hmm. you know watching everybody do the practice before it reached you it creates a level of anticipation and i have to say their anxiety mm. <laughs> but it's very interesting and then supporting other people because community as we say in in yoga sangha community is so important and it's so powerful. I think I would love it to is. be with another person just to have that, like that moral support and that feeling of, you know, camaraderie. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It is very, very beautiful and powerful. Oh, well, this was- Just so as with a yoga class, right? When it's yeah. done in person, we feel the energy of the whole group. <laughs> It's true. And that's why as a meditation guide, people struggle practicing meditation on their own. But when they come together in a group, in a, in a class that I will lead, then they feel this support. They find it much easier to practice meditation. And even if you're practicing anything at home, you know, having that motivation and that um, persistence, it helps you know, going to a class and being in surrounded by those who are like-minded and have, with the same intention. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, that's the idea. Now, I just have one, a couple more questions. How long did it take you to become a sadhu master? Uh, so as with um, anything, when it comes to experience, I, I would say it's important to... Uh, to develop your own practice, like a strong practice. And that for me took about half a year, uh, working with different intentions, uh, uh, trying different things. Sometimes it is with the music, sometimes it is without the music and in the nature or when I'm traveling. Uh, so it's through the experience you develop the skills that complement the knowledge. Uh, so in terms of the um, practice, I've been practicing for eight months now and uh, to become a guide, uh, to be able to guide others, it's been um, eight weeks of intensive uh, training and working with, um, with uh, other masters from the school. 
So is the school is school in uh, Bali, actually. Sorry, pardon? Uh, the school is located in Bali, and they uh, uh, it's an online um, online school with uh, yeah with online learning. Uh, but of course, um, we have the calls where it's um, live uh, live questions and answers and uh, workshops. Excellent. Now I have a question. I know you are married. Does your husband practice sadhu? Um, I haven't convinced him yet. <laughs> <laughs> you could be yeah. the friends. I've uh, <laughs> I've tried, uh, and um, yeah, sometimes it's easier to work with um, uh, people who are not related to you versus uh, your loved ones, your relatives. Uh, so my son, who is 13 years old, he tried for uh, for 30 seconds or so, just out of curiosity. And recently, actually, my uh, brother decided uh, and um, he let me guide you through his experience. And uh, he did 45 minutes of standing on. on wow. <laughs> Was that his first time? First time, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, here I am standing recording this, and I'm thinking, you know, I shift from one leg and I shift to the other. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that on a sadu board. Actually, it would be very grounding because you would have to place both feet on the mm -hmm. ground. And even to stand in any solitary um, and static position for 45 minutes, that's a long time. Yeah, it's interesting that it sounds a lot, uh, but in the process, it doesn't feel like it. So, <laughs> wow, that is very cool. Okay, well, I am planting the seed in my mind to try <laughs> uh, practicing sadhu. And I tell you, if I was going to practice with somebody, it would be you. I feel that you are very, you honor the practice and you really feel the benefits of it mentally and emotionally. And that's something to really admire. So I do admire that. Thank you, Linda. Your words mean a lot. <laughs> and just this opportunity to share about the experience because uh, I feel like um, people just can become a little bit happier uh, through adapting something like this. <laughs> yeah, it will really show you your personal power, like, mm -hmm. you know, how your mind reacts to it. Yeah, believing in yourself, knowing that you can do it and going through it wow. there is lots to in the practice lots of aspects to it well how about i practice walking on the rocks by my shoreline yeah sounds um sounds like a plan <laughs> okay well lena i'm so grateful that you shared with a call for love listeners about this practice because uh I hadn't heard of it. It sounds really interesting. And I feel like there are many physical benefits as well as mental benefits that is something to consider for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. And we will place all your links and how to contact you in the show notes. But I really appreciate you coming on to A Call for Love and sharing your passion. My pleasure, and thank you for having me uh, today. It's, uh, it's my honor. Thank you. Okay, so thank you, everybody, for joining A Call for Love. You will find all her links 
in the show notes and uh, have a great day. You as well. Thank you for listening. It would mean so much to me if you could share this episode with someone you feel could benefit from its message and subscribe to a Call for Love podcast to receive new weekly episodes every Tuesday. Head over to globalwellnesseducation.com to learn more.